Welcome to Pharmacy View, Technology and Pharmacy Business Podcast Series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy-related business. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and today's guest is sponsored by Shopfront Solutions, leading the way in digital marketing and communications providing a cloud-based platform for pharmacies to manage all of their digital messaging and print-based collateral. For more information on the Shopfront Solutions digital platform, simply go to the website at shopfrontsolutions.com.au. I'm talking today with Natalie Siriani, pharmacy business broker from Attain Proprietary Limited here in Melbourne. Welcome, Natalie. Thanks, Scott. Great to be here. Certainly great to, to be talking with you this morning. Now, you and I have known each other for a few years through conference events and a few business um, interactions, but for anyone listening today that may not know you, who is Natalie Siriani? Yeah, well, it's been a while since we've known each other, Scott. I think definitely go way back with my father as well. So that's how I got into pharmacy. So my father, Frank Siriani, has been involved in pharmacy since 1980. And straight out of school, I started working for the family business, which is Medici Capital, doing pharmacy valuation work there, and then slowly progressed and and have stayed there ever since. So now I, I run the company, which is Attain Business Brokers, and we sell pharmacies throughout Australia and also run conferences and events for pharmacies, pharmacists and pharmacy owners throughout Australia as well. Thanks, Natalie. And, and certainly, obviously, I'm aware of those and we'll talk a little bit about uh, more about the business conferences a little bit later on. But I guess it kind of gets us to the point is, you know, how does technology play a part in all of this for you? So Attain, as I understand, is the business broking arm of or, or association with Medici. Yeah, that's right. So Attain is um, where we run all the business brokerage side through for the business. And then Medici has actually split into Medici Valuations, which is run by my brother Christian, and he does all pharmacy valuations and health practice valuations throughout Australia. But I focus purely on the, the business brokerage side of the business. Sort of things. So that gets us into, I guess, the area of pharmacy as for sale. And again, I've been around long enough to know that pharmacies get advertised and some pharmacies never get advertised but they seem to change hands and transactions. How, how does that work as a lead-in? Yeah, definitely. So it's it's probably changed a lot since I got into the business as well. So I started in pharmacy 15 years ago straight out of school, but I've been broking for the last eight years. And when... When I started, definitely a lot more were done off-market sales and it's getting more and more to be on-market sales. But certainly in pharmacy, because it's such a tight-knit industry, everyone knows each other, particularly in in some of the states where it's a very tight-knit community, a lot of the pharmacies are sold off-market. And sometimes, you know, we speak to owners that have been approached for many years while they're in there by a particular person or a particular brand that say, whenever you want to sell, I'm ready to buy. So a lot of that does happen happen still within the pharmacy industry. But I think we're getting to a point where the market's definitely a lot more open and transparent than what it has been in the past. And a lot of that is to do with the technology, Scott, because, you know, 15 years ago, when I started in pharmacy, none of the business brokers had 
uh, websites. Okay. And yep. that was not just in pharmacy, that was across all businesses. So there wasn't really that transparency around what's on the market because you had to call them to find out what was available. Whereas now pretty much all the business brokers list all the, or list businesses for sale online. There's the website practiceforsale.com.au, which is one of our websites. And that's essentially like the realestate.com of you know businesses for sale, where yep. a lot of the pharmacy brokers list their businesses for sale. So Due to that in improvement in technology over over the last 15 years or, or more, what we've seen is there's a lot more brokers that are using technology to allow us to communicate better with potential pharmacy buyers, whether they be current owners or first-time buyers, and that's creating a much more transparent um, and open marketplace, which I think is fantastic for everyone. Yep. But as you did mention, like there's still a lot of pharmacies that are sold just off the market or directly between the buyer and seller. And definitely one tip that I always sell to tell pharmacy buyers looking to buy, make sure you keep in touch with the brokers regularly, not just myself, but all the business brokers out there so you can yep. get as much access as you can to the pharmacies that do come on the market. As well, yeah. And and I guess if we go through that stage, so, so a pharmacist has decided to sell or, and a pharmacist has decided to buy, I've been around long enough to, you know, have had the box of paperwork, you know, rock up to my, my office stored saying here have a look at this business and then it, I guess it transgressed sorry transgressed transpired through to what I what I were well, the early days of a data room and that was that the, the data was with a, a solicitor or a trustee and I had to go to the office to actually sit there and look at the data because I wasn't allowed to have it outside of um, <laughs> confidential hands but today a data room is is actually a virtual room it's not a physical room is it it's it's there and you log in and you actually access the data online yeah, that's exactly right, Scott. And and that's been really a big change in terms of the business brokerage space where technology has been a huge help. Because as you said, sometimes you had to go to the solicitor's office and review it in that room. So you wouldn't be allowed to take any of the information with you and you'd have to review it all there. When I started in broking, we used to, you know, have for due diligence, there would be three or four boxes full of information that we would have to drop off to the uh, purchaser's accountant for them to complete the due diligence. So what we found now, and this was obviously it has been a benefit for the last few years, but certainly through COVID was something that, that was really good to have there given we couldn't travel or anything like that. It's fully virtual data rooms. And what that means is that every party, the transaction can get access to the information and we can update it in real time as well. So for those of you that don't know about due diligence, Essentially what it is is it's the process of uh, checking and verifying the information in the business to make sure that what you're buying is what was marketed to you and the information that provided to you from a financial point of view and from an operational point of view was accurate as well. So really it's about going back and checking and there's, you know, if you look at it in physical form, there's boxes full of information. But with the data rooms, what we've what that's really allowed for is, like I said, for multiple people to have access to the information, for it all to be in the one place. Place so you can go back and verify and check it very easily. Obviously, we're saving a lot of paper as well yeah. at the same time, but a real benefit is, is is real time as well. So as soon as we get something from the owner of the business, then we can upload it straight away and then everyone has access to that. So from a transaction point of view, it's mean, it means we're moving much smoother and definitely I think every party involved in the transaction because there are multiple parties involved from the business broker, finance broker, banker, accountants on both sides, lawyers on both sides, sometimes brands and and things like that, it means that everyone has access to that information in real time and, and we're moving quicker through the process. 
Yeah, and and I guess that's also a good prompt then, because again, if I if I go back not too many years ago, you know, when that box of paperwork would turn up, or if I, I went to a, a solicitor's office to access the data room, you know, there were printouts of PBS reports, there were printouts of financial statements, and, it, and you're right, it was all on paper. But even with my own business, you know, I, I run Zero today, which you know basically is myself and my accountant live transactional data, and and the same would be for the pharmacy data. I'm not saying it wouldn't be an onerous job to get the information, but it's not like you try these days to find boxes of paperwork or print off paperwork. It's actually just accessing the the live data from within the pharmacy systems today, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly right. And and at one point, like as an interim measure, what we were seeing is a lot uh, before data rooms came in, it was done via email. So people would be spending a lot of time scanning it all in and things like that. But the fact that the majority of the information now is already coming in electronic form means that it's much easier from a timing point of view just to have it all ready to go. And what we find is that business owners that have everything saved and ready to go and are organised in terms of their filing of information in the cloud or wherever it may be, they're very quick to respond. And like I said, it makes for a much easier transaction and they certainly get benefits from that in terms of timing, but also in terms of the ability to get the best price. Because at the end of the day, when we're selling a business, we need to respond to questions that come through from the buyer. We need to be able to explain the information. And if we have that information, information easily accessible and readily available, then it means obviously we're able to provide that to purchasers so they can make the the best informed decision that they can. And with people having that information ready to go, it makes it it makes it much, much easier. So like you said, having everything through zero and cloud-based systems as well has really helped from a financial point of view and makes certainly makes my job a lot easier, but certainly allows the the sellers of the business to get a better price and a more efficient transaction as Action. well. Yeah, and and again, I, I guess in terms of today, and you're right, you know, the 2020, the year of COVID, changed a lot of things in, in, in how we interact with each other. But I guess in terms of having the information live today, you're not in financial reports. You're not having to wait for you know the end of a quarter or the end of a financial year to get information. It, it's all live today for you, the purchaser and the seller, isn't it? hundred percent. And and what we found during COVID, Scott, is that as you can imagine, like buyers wanted to know more and more and have more and more up-to-date information because there was so much uncertainty. We were selling businesses right throughout COVID and there was a lot of uncertainty around how the businesses were performing, what may happen in the future. So buyers were really wanting update updated data. And so with, with the use of Xero and, and other cloud-based accounting systems, it meant that we could provide that and provide some sort of certainty around how the business was performing at the current day. And that's obviously as well a really big difference compared to when I started in pharmacy that all the information was lagging quite some time after when it, when it was achieved or when the financial performances were achieved in the business to when we got the information. Now we can almost do it in real time form, which has been a, a really big help. And for buyers then to make a decision, obviously a, a pharmacy purchase is a big investment and you want to make sure it, you get it right. And so to have that up-to-date information obviously allows you to make much more informed decisions. Decisions, Yeah, no, that's cool. And I was uh, chatting a, a few episodes ago with Sarah Stoddart and one of the um, areas that she brought up is that particularly with buying and selling of businesses is the transfer of technology accounts. You know, often we think about the big accounts being the financial accounts or your PBS accounts or your, or your income accounts, but the, the transfer of technology accounts can be a real minefield sometimes, can't it? 
Very much so. And I think as well, because it's it's like a newer part of the process, then it can come sometimes cause some real problems because especially because pharmacy, a pharmacy purchase is such a long process. So from start to finish, it takes a really long time to get through the entire process. And there are so many steps involved. And so as you're getting closer to settlement, you you kind of think, all right, great, I'm, I'm almost there. I'll be in the pharmacy soon. But so it's easy to forget those last few steps and the transfer of technology is a really critical one. Simple things such as, you know, your Telstra account, your internet, then your point of sale and all those services. It's really important that you're up day one so that when you get into the business, you're not on the back foot trying to organize transfer of accounts and things like that. So that's something that, you know, we sometimes see in business sales where it has been missed or there has been a delay with the supplier or whatever it may be. And it can cause some really real problems post-settlement. So it's really important as a business buyer that you stay on top of that because once you start in the business, you want to have a nice smooth start, be able to, you know, start off on the front foot. And, you know, Sarah would have seen that all too well in in many of the transactions that, that she's worked on. On, yeah. it's important that you you have everything ready to go from day one so um, you build that momentum right away yeah and and look obviously the, the mentioned that the big accounts such as your PBS your, your point of sale dispense programs your phones are, are often they're, they're challenging getting them changed over but but they're kind of a known certainly I've become aware of the social media accounts a bit of a minefield because your Facebook page your Instagram page is often set up by either a team member in your pharmacy or potentially your brand or buying group so it's actually how you handle that side of things as well involved, isn't it? That's right. And it's becoming more and more prevalent now as as pharmacies use social media uh, more and more that those Facebook and Instagram accounts, it becomes really important from a settlement point of view. And even some things we've had a, a lot of issues over email accounts and what the addresses are and whether that transfers from the previous owner to the new owner. So there's a, a lot of things to consider from that point of view. And I think particularly with the social media, that's getting more and more important, Scott, as more pharmacies are relying relying on that form of marketing to a higher degree. And I think that will be really important moving forward. So when you're buying a pharmacy, obviously there's lots of to consider from a financial point of view, but those um, technology side, that technology side is really important to stay on top of just to make sure you know exactly what you're getting when you're buying the business. And it's not, you know, you can't just assume that you're going to get those as part of the goodwill purchase of the business. It's really important that that's specified in the contract of sale so you know exactly what you're getting. And as you mentioned, when you're when you're doing a pharmacy purchase, there's a, a lot to consider, like those yep. bigger accounts. And a lot of people focus on them and make sure they get them done. And then post-settlement, they go, oh, wait, I thought I was getting that as well. Or how does this work? Or what does that work? So it's really important that you you think about those issues up front, but also work closely with your advisors to make sure all those are covered off during the process. And then from day one in the pharmacy, you're ready to go. Ready to go from that perspective. Yeah. Sometimes it's the little things that can trip you up. Very much so. And, <laughs> and we see that a lot, especially close to settlement where, where you remember things and you go, oh, geez, what about that? I didn't even think of that. And so we've got to do some frantic scurrying at the end to get it done.
done, but you're 100% right. It's, it's really the detail that matters. Those little things can make a big difference. Difference, yeah. So I, I would imagine, you know, you'd have quite an in, um, comprehensive checklist for the, for the purchase or sale of a pharmacy these days. Is that all done digitally, digitally as well? It is, yeah. So pretty much everything we do now, Scott, is all done digitally. So the checklists, they're getting longer and longer, to be honest. And even with the move to e-scripts recently, there's more and more transfers that we have to do from the previous pharmacy owner to the new pharmacy owner. So we do all those checklists digitally and it's important, like we've mentioned, to stay on top of those things to make sure they're all done because sometimes little things like that can even hold up settlement and mean that you're not getting into the pharmacy straight away. But like I said, it just seems like each year there's more and more things that have to transfer and more yeah. and more check I guess uh, tick boxes that we have to make sure are done before settlement so that when you get in you're all ready to go and eScripts was one that kind of snuck up on us obviously there was huge development through that with COVID yeah. which is fantastic for pharmacy in general but from a sale business point of view then we also have to make sure that we're on top of that in for settlement date. Yeah and, and so so whilst di- uh, technology is making the process easier it's actually getting bigger anyway because there's more things to actually consider through the process or there's things that you know, might have just been a simple yeah we've got to do that that gets done but today it's a checklist item. Very much so Scott yeah so it's it's I guess technology is certainly making the process much more easy and efficient for everyone involved and meaning we can move through it quicker, but it is adding steps to the process in that there's more work to do in order to make sure that all those things are transferred across in the correct manner. Yeah, I guess that's something I guess just popped to mind is if your pharmacy being sold is part of a brand or a group and you're using that brand or groups, it might be their booking calendar, it might be their social media accounts, etc. You've actually effectively, and you're not staying with that brand or group, you're actually effectively got to look at getting new new accounts set up for your own, whether it's a new group you're going to or whether it's an independent situation. You know, communication digitally to your customers today is, is, a, is an important factor as well. That's right. And even things um, such as like marketing newsletters and things like that, if that's organised through the brand and you don't plan to stay with the brand post-settlement, then you have to come up with alternative ways to do that. We pre, you know, we always had the issues with loyalty points and things like that if yeah, you did want to change right. brand. I've forgotten um, about that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was always a big one. But now with technology, it's making it much more complex in terms of the changes that need to be looked at. So, you know, like I said, loyalty was always the big one, but the marketing newsletters, the social media platforms, the online sales, if you've got an online website for selling goods as well, that's really critical. The booking systems, as you mentioned, which I seem to be getting more and more used uh, within pharmacies, particularly around vaccinations and things like that. Yeah. That's all things to take into account. And as we've mentioned on this podcast, the, the thing that they sometimes see e- seem like easy things, like let's focus on the big things of transfer in PBS accounts and, you know, your point of sale system and all those really large things. But the issue is, is sometimes these smaller items can take some time to transfer. And again, you want to make sure that day one in the pharmacy, you're ready to go and not on the back foot. And so it's really important that you stay on top of all of those transfers to make sure that they don't hold you back in any way from servicing your customers. Customers, yeah. Or, Or if there's a situation of confidentiality and you can't get some of this done, at least have a plan in place 
place so that day one, day two, day three, or day four, you, you've got some kind of alternate plan ready to go while it takes time to get that changed over. And what, what I mean by that is that often through the sale and purchase of a business, you know, if something's happening from a staff perspective, the staff may not know about it until almost the day before. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and the staff are generally speaking, they're the last ones to know about the business yep. sale. And that's from a confidentiality point of view, really important. So there's no disruption to the ongoing operations of the business, but it also has implications from training the staff, getting them on board and things like that and implementing these changes to technology. Obviously, you can't do it until the very last minute almost. Yeah. So yep. it's really important that, that, that you stay on top of it. And, and the thing that's probably a big factor in this as well, which we haven't mentioned yet, Scott, is that, you know, for some people, they'll buy pharmacies, you know, regular throughout their career, they'll buy and sell and and move things around and have partnerships and things like that. But often you buy a pharmacy once or twice in your career. And so you're only going through this process once or twice in your career. So it's not something that you're familiar with and see every day. Obviously, in my role, it means I'm, I'm doing this day in, day out. And similar with other advisors, and you would have seen it a lot in, in your in your previous experience as well, Scott. Yeah. So it's really important that you do use advisors and make sure you rely on their experience and ask questions about things to make sure you're not missing these things. Because as I mentioned, if you're going through once or twice in your career, it's very easy to miss those, those minor details, which can have a big impact. So certainly something that we always advise pharmacy buyers is make sure that you you work with experts that know pharmacy and understand the process and work with business sales day in day out because you know you're only going to go through this rarely in your career so it's important that you do get it right because you know especially for pharmacy it's a lot of money that you're putting on the line yeah, look, I I often you know joke about this that obviously I've been around a career for several years and and you've got a lot more years to go to go than I have, but uh, you certainly could write some books on some of the experiences that you've been part of over the time. So both good and bad. <laughs> definitely, definitely, and the, the yeah. things that you see, you know, sometimes it only comes up once. It's a it's a rare thing that happens, and it only comes up once. But that's all experience for then what to, what to look out for next time. And yeah, there's de- definitely. Um, some good stories we could put in a book, I think, Scott. Sure, yeah. No worries. Now, on that note, you, you mentioned practiceforsale.com.au, which is effectively a, a real estate.com, but for medical businesses or medical practices. Is that what that is? Yeah, so it's um, all medical practices and then accounting practices as well. And yeah, it's just like a listing service. So the brokers, the pharmacy brokers and other business brokers list their businesses that they have for sale on there. And I guess it's like a one-stop shop in terms of being able to see what's available on the market at a particular point in time. Yeah, so so you use that as your hub. So if you've got a, a network of interested pharmacists looking for businesses, you would list it there and then send them a link to the to the business. Exactly right. So we've got our own website, which is the Attain Business Brokers website, mm-hmm. iattain.com.au. So we list on that, and then we also list on practiceforsale.com.au. And the benefit with Practice for Sale is that, like I said, all the brokers are listing there, so you get a really good view as a buyer for what's on the market at a particular time and you're not having to go to each person's website. But yeah, the way we do it is we list on there and then now we've moved. So for those that aren't familiar, when you're looking at a pharmacy business, you do need to sign a confidentiality 
agreement in order to get the the name and the financial information of the business itself. So we do that all online now, which has obviously been a good step forward in terms of making it easier for buyers to get access to information, but still ensuring that the vendor has that confidentiality associated with it as well. Yeah. And look, I will work on the basis that you've got something similar. I, I got an email from my accountant yesterday that required me to update part of my practice processes with them. And effectively, it was an online confidentiality and an online approval form that didn't require paper at all and, and even allowed me to sign on the screen. So, so that's the kind of thing we're talking about, isn't it? Exactly right. Yeah. So it's all done online. So you don't have to print anything. You don't have to sign or scan anything. It's just all done online through the website. Well, all right. Talk to me about. I've certainly uh, been aware. I've, I've been to one of the business workshops with uh, Medici uh, several years ago. Never managed to get to the ski lodges, but again, you never know. <laughs> one, one of these days. So, so how how did that come about? What's what's the, the background behind that, and what's coming up? I guess is the other is the good thing there. Yeah, definitely. So, events is is has become quite a, a big part of the business, and the whole point of it is to educate pharmacists and pharmacy owners around the financial side of business, and each of event caters to a a different, I guess, group of pharmacists for a different purpose as well. And the whole point of, so my dad, Frank Siriani, started those events. And the whole point really was to educate people around certain parts of the process of buying or selling or financial management or whatever it may be. And and the reason it came up is because a lot of times we were dealing with first-time buyers or dealing with people who are looking to sell their business, current pharmacy owners who were having an issue at certain part of the process. And there yep. was a lack of, I guess, understanding about a certain part of the process or the financial implications of, of what things mean, which is why he started doing these events from an educational point of view. And then they've grown into to a few more conferences. As you mentioned, we do the one at the snow, which is, is fantastic. So through COVID, we had a, a bit of a, a break in our events, but we did yep. run, we run a pharmacy ownership ready conference, which is a two-day conference usually for first-time buyers. And it runs through all the steps, financial, legal, accounting, how to deal with banks, how to deal with brokers, branding, what to look out for, tips and traps, leasing, all those things. And we have experienced people from all areas of pharmacy that come present at that conference. Now, we had to move that to an online version last year in 2020. So we did that all via video streaming, which worked really well. And that's still available if anyone is interested in buying a pharmacy. Obviously, it's a really important financial decision that you make. So we want to make sure that you're educated and understanding in terms of how it all works. We also run women's conferences for women pharmacy owners and managers as well, which provide a a focused financial uh, understanding. And we really look to do deep dive into the figures and and what they all mean. And then we run pharmacy industry dinners as well. So in each state throughout Australia to to bring together the industry and, and tackle a big issue of the time. So we've done the workforce issues, we've done banking, the economy, CPAs when they're getting negotiated and the Guild have been involved in those as well. So we really try to cover everything off and certainly if anyone's interested, definitely reach out to us. We're trying to bring them all back this year in a COVID-safe manner. Really important that education piece to ensure that you know, pharmacists, both owners and future owners, educated and 
informed so they can make the best decisions possible. Yeah, and look, that's a good point. In terms of getting in contact with you, I'll include as part of the show notes your LinkedIn profile, uh, the iAttain, the Medici websites. They're the best ways to get in contact with you? Yeah, definitely. That's right. And uh, also a link to the, the practiceforsale.com.au. So I guess in wrapping up, I'm all, all going well. I guess I'll catch up with you next in about two weeks' time, two or three weeks' time at APP. You're, you're obviously going to be there. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think I miss the the client interaction and the face-to-face interaction over the last year or so. So we can't wait for APP to get up there and it'll be good to catch up, Scott. No worries. And you guys got the same standards you've had previously? Yeah, same. We're yep. in the same spot every year. So if you've been to us before, you'll know where to find us. Uh, look, that's great. Natalie, I guess just in wrapping up, is there any other points that uh, we haven't covered off that are on your mind? No, I think we've covered everything. We've covered everything? No, look, that's great. All right, great to chat with you today. Thank you very much for your time. And uh, for any of our listeners, uh, certainly feel free to get in contact with Natalie as you need. Thanks for you today. Thanks, Scott. Thank you for listening today. Pharmacy View is a technology-focused podcast provided by Melbourne-based business Arian Technologies and Shopfront Solutions. Over the podcast series, our guests include pharmacists, retail managers, wholesalers, suppliers, and industry technology partners. If you would like further information on our podcast series or to participate in one of our episodes, feel free to send me a message or touch base through the Pharmacy View website, pharmacyview.com.au. 